This, this, this episode. This one? Which one? This one. This one. No. This episode of Says not, Who. Not this one. Not the other one. This one. It's brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where every single Sunday come rain or shine you get another bonus episode of this very podcast this one just for you if you are a five or ten dollar a month Patreon backer that is at patreon.com slash says who Well, well, well. Well, well, well. If it isn't the beginning of June. Mm, It's almost not even the beginning anymore, Maureen. Don't you do this to me. It's almost the middle. Well, what that that means is, in under a week, the box in the woods will be out. Yeah. We got all kinds of shit going on. All kinds. You've been all up in some box in the woods stuff all morning, and you're sick of it. Are you talking about me, or are you talking talking about about the uh, the listener, casual listener, getting excited about the box in the woods? Is now like, wait, what? And I just knock them down. Sick of it? Ah, god damn it! Stop trying to read my book. Uh, But I like it now. Well, am I good at this? You're great at it. You have a book coming out. On I'm the good. Fifteenth of June. Uh, you say I'm good at promoting my own book. Yeah, you're All great. Right. All right. You cut books ads every week, <sighs> and you sells the books. Do I? You are New York Times number one best-selling author. I read it on the cover of the Box in the Woods. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Because you have a book, The Box in the Woods. Ring a ding ding. Coming out the fifteenth. It's going to be available everywhere, and it is also available at bookshop, bookshop.org slash shop slash says who. Impeachment, duh, if shop's so good, you gotta say it twice. Bookshop.org slash shop slash says who, where you can get all of Maureen's books and my couple of ones and other stuff. And you can help support us and help support indie bookstores by going there. But you could also go anywhere. Yeah, don't go to the big one, you know, because somebody, somebody not naming names doesn't pay any taxes. Yeah, man is going to space just because. I say, how quickly can we move the planet so it's not here when he tries to get back? What if we just turned off the lights? Yeah. You'd probably land on top of us. Like, literally what, you and me, Squanch. What would be great when he goes to space if everyone in New York really put a New York college try to bury the Statue of Liberty, and so when he lands, it's like a Planet of the Apes situation. All right. I'm in. Let's do this. Books. Oh, shit. We were still talking about books. <laughs> You can also get Says Who stuff at merch.saysupodcast.com where you can get things for your body and to put coffee in and other stuff. Merch.saysupodcast.com And then uh, the murderer Hey, Maureen. Hey, Maureen, and... Maureen yep. are you? Yep, yep. 
it, we gotta. Yep. We, we, no, we, no, keep talking. Got, you're. It sounds like you're typing. No. Are you, uh, no. Are you t- are you typing? Are you? No. Maureen. Hmm. What are you typing? You know, words. Nothing. Don't Ma- worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't Maureen. worry about. What? What? You, you have a book that's coming out uh-huh. next week. Are you? Yep. Still. <sighs> shit. Finishing it. The killer was like, "Oh no, oh, no." Um, Dan, it's fine. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. I've been in. I've been in tighter spots than this. Have you? <sighs> I don't know a then, lot about how yep. publishing works, but I don't think it works Every, like this. Everyone was like, "Oh, a murder." Oh, no, boy. so scary. E, 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 e. Hmm. How many e's are in scary? I mean, as many as you want, really. Um, the oh shit. Okay, and but you gotta. I need a murderer real quick. What's a good murderer name? Jim, Jim murder. Jim the there you murder. Go. Sounds good. Okay, Dan. I think you're good. I think this one's a little. This one's a little too close. You uh gonna send that to the printer now? Done. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I am writing a book. I really hope you're done. I think I'm done. Well, trust me, if there was a way to keep going up until now, I would have found it. It's a big week, Maureen. It is. Book week. When we come to you in your ears next week, the box in the woods will already be out. Mm-hmm. They will be out. So this is it. You're in the shoot. You're in the book shoot. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It is one as of, as we recorded. It will be out a week from today. So, yeah, I got I got post its all over. I got a whiteboard full of notes, like all kinds of color coded notes for the different types of tasks to be done. I like that you have turned promoting a murder book into basically assembling a murder wall in your house. A little bit, yeah. It looks. It doesn't look entirely dissimilar to that. Just need a little bit of yarn. Couple of I, circled photos. Yep. Yep. In the book shoot. I am. There you, is read, a, you haven't read it yet. I haven't Did you read, read it yet. Didn't no. I send it to you? Oh. No. No, you sure didn't. Well then Rub a, it copy in. Will, a copy Rub it will in, be, why don't you? I'm putting a ba- one in a ba- in a bag for you right now. The book in a bag? Yeah. Is that the next book? It's called a book in a bag. It's the follow up. Where it's no mystery, it's just a book inside of a bag. And was like, who put the book in the bag? It was Maureen. Turn to the end for the answer. <laughs> uh, Maureen Johnson. Yep. You're in the book shoot. As established. I mean, I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> okay. That was believable. I, ju- I just feel like this year has gone, like last year had a, a very strange pace to it of we were 
kind of moving through some sort of thick miasma. Yeah. This year, I feel like I'm being fired out of a of a confetti cannon all the time. Yeah. Yeah. This this year is moving at a pace that makes me uncomfortable. Was this the pace of the years before Maybe. last year? I mean, I think that this is a very different pace than any year of the last four, mm. right? Because we just don't have that daily Donald Trump, six different outrages in a 12-hour window kind of thing going on where every day feels like it lasts forever. Uh, you know, we we are in a, such a different pacing, both kind of post-pandemic, but also post-Trump. And I think it... it I, I don't think we really know how time works anymore. Would you say that uh, the technical term is that we're all fucked up? Oh, yeah. Dan, you say that that we don't have our daily dose of Donald, <laughs> the DDD, um, anymore. The triple Ds, vitamin Ds, three big Ds. I'm going to keep working this, see which one finally lands. It's just, you're just going to let you go. All right. You're moving us way too quickly past the fact that you have a major book release next week. I know. You're like, come on, let's just go. Normally, there's like 16 different digressions before we get to the actual show notes. And now we're 10 minutes in and you're like, so anyway. What do you want me to say about it? It's exciting. I'm excited for you. It is exciting. How how did you feel when your book came out? Your last book? Uh, I felt very good about it. And uh, it was exciting. It's exciting. I um, there was a. So this is actually not my last book, but my very first book. Uh, there used to be a website called Open Letters. Do you remember this website? I think it's actually still up, which is one of the most amazing things about it. Open Letters. It's it's been in archive form forever, but yeah, OpenLetters.net still there. Stopped in 2001. Wow. But it is just, um, it is a series of letters, and there's a lot of them, um, written by people about uh, just about their lives, or like just sort of letters to someone, but they are published on the web, and they're all really beautiful and, and very well written. And the final one is written by this woman, And I think she's Canadian and she goes, she has all of her letters, if I'm not mistaken, are written to the father of her son. They are not together. And and if I remember, it's a long time ago, maybe they they aren't even in touch. Like she doesn't know his whereabouts. Uh, But she goes to Venice Beach with her son, who is 13 or something like that at the time. And... um. She describes him coming to the, he's a big fan of basketball and he gets to the basketball courts at Venice Beach, which are like famous for their kind of pickup games of ball. And he gets down on his knees and is just like so overwhelmed with sort of joy and disbelief that he's there, that he's down on his knees. And I remember uh, that that came out quite close to when my first book came out a couple of months before uh, when The Punk Planet. Uh, interviews book came out and I remember opening that box and seeing all of the covers and thinking to myself this is how 
that kid felt on those basketball courts, sort of disbelief. That when I got my first copies of my first book, the way they arrived was at the time I lived in Queens, mm-hmm. it was raining out. Um, we had, a, you know, obviously we had an inner lobby and then we, so we had like a kind of lobby between two locked doors and then a main lobby where our mailboxes and everything were. This box was in neither of those. It wasn't in the middle with between the doors and it wasn't in the actual place where you would leave a box. It was on the step. The top was crushed in Oof. and it had been rained on all night. Oh, no. <laughs> and they were like, here's your fucking books. <laughs> so I've already told you the story of what the, the day the book came out and I tried to give my editor a present. No. So I didn't really know anything about anything. So I was like, I guess I need to get my editor a present. And I guess this was before it was sort of really easy to kind of have something delivered or like I got her a gift certificate and I put it in a card and I said, I'll just run it to the front desk of this. It was a big, big building, like a big Manhattan office building. I said, I'll just leave this at the desk, you know, with her name and department and everything on it. And I come in, I'm like, Hey, this is for so-and-so at HarperCollins. I just want to leave it. And they're like, you can't leave it. I was like, well, I need to just leave. Just, I just, you got to have a place where you can leave stuff for people in this building. And they're like, well, it needs to go to the HarperCollins mailroom. And I was like, can I have it sent there? And they're like, no. And I said, well, I just need to leave it. And so uh, they're like, well, no, we'll have to call her and have her come down and get it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't call her and have her come down and get it. And they already had grabbed the envelope with her name on it. And we're calling. I was like, no, 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 no. Just give it to me. Just give it back. And then I try to take it back. And the security kind of comes over. Like, oh, no. like they think I'm trying to like <laughs> bomb the building or something. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. And they call her and they call up to HarperCollins. They're like, she's in a meeting. And I was like, oh, just leave it alone. And they're like, no, no, we'll get her out of the meeting. I was like, stop calling her. Just stop it. Stop calling her. So, but but this point, the the train has left the station. They're like, oh, we're calling her, and they call her, and they're like, well, we can't get her inside the meeting. I was like, stop calling her. Just give me my card back and let me go. And they're like, nope, we've already started. The card is with us. At this point, I think they have to like lock in and be like, this person is. So eventually, they pull my editor out of a meeting, and she comes down looking very confused. I was like, I just brought you this thing, and so she's like, oh, thank you. And then she went back upstairs. Now, for this day, this big occasion, I had borrowed a pair of shoes from my friend who was my agent, Kate, because she had a, we have the same shoe size. And she was like, why don't you wear these fancy shoes? So I was like, I'll wear these fancy oh, shoes. So you got all like gussied up to deliver. I think I was just dressed up like just to be dressed yeah. up. Like it was a nice day, but it was hot. So it's this hot day. I'm walking around in these shoes I've never worn before, but suddenly, and I walk around so much that shoes will mess up your feet. Like women's shoes just, so by the end of the day, I can't walk. I literally, Mm. my feet hurt so much. I can't put the pads of them down on the ground. So I get back to Kate's house and I'm like, I I can't walk. I almost got arrested. So she lends me a pair of these very soft and fluffy flip-flops that have like some sort of squinchy, like they're, I don't know what the fuck they were made of, but they were made of some kind of miracle foam. And yeah. so I can barely even wear those. That's how much my feet hurt. 
And we kind of slither down the street, like shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. And we went to Cold Stone Creamery. She's like, I'm going to get you an ice cream. I'm like, okay, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. And then I quietly ate my ice cream as I shuffled back. And that was how I celebrated having my first book out. (laughs) So when I see what people do now with like, these major reveals and like all these beautiful photo shoots. I was like, I was literally limping down the street. I almost got arrested and I found my books out in the street in the rain. Can I tell you about the time that I, uh, I think I killed my prospects with the mayor manual book? No. So that, that book was very rapidly turned around. I think we saw signed the contract in like March and it was out in September, right? Like wow. super rapid fire. And um, part of that involved me actually going to New York to enter and approve all of the edits so that it was just like, as soon as they were done, I did it. And then they were boom into production. I don't know why we couldn't do that digitally, but that was the deal. And so I was in the Scribner offices and I guess having an author in the office making edits was like novel enough that people kept coming by. Just to kind of look at you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this was also right when the sort of novelty children's book, Go the Fuck to Sleep, came out. Mm-hmm. And I blurbed that book. Um, and the, it was before it blew up. Um, but I was I was a blurber of that book. And so uh, my editor was in the room with me when this clearly very important older woman came in. And he like you could tell she was important because he got kind of flustered at at her appearance. And uh, she was talking about that book. And he was like, oh, yeah, Dan actually blurbed that book. She's like, oh, wow. How do you know that? And then she started talking about Stephen King. Okay, And how Stephen King. Oh, he told me about that book and he's so excited The go the fuck to sleep book, not my book. Go go the fuck to sleep. And uh, he's just so excited. And he knows he knows about everything five minutes before it happens. That's the thing about Stephen King. Everything that happens, he knows about it five minutes before. And so what does new author, deeply uncomfortable in a major publisher, Dan Sinker, do? I'm really nervous. He says, wow, he could have been a real help on September 11th, couldn't he? (laughs) oh (laughs) again i don't really remember who was the woman it's some like very important person Maybe the publisher of Simon and Schuster. Oh, certainly the publisher of Scribner. I wonder if it was Carolyn Reedy. Probably. She was that used to be the head of Simon and Schuster. How do you spell it? All our oh, obituary. Yeah. yeah, she recently died. Let's see. Uh, I don't actually think that was her, okay. but it was someone. It was someone important. And I don't remember what happened, but I do remember at that moment going, I think I didn't do myself any favors just now. What did they do? Like, how did they react? I really don't remember. I have forced that out of my head. I think it was just deeply uncomfortable for a few minutes. Did the air just go out of the room? Like, Yes, very much so. 
Very did all your, much so. Did all of your teeth fall out of your head one by one and make the sound like <laughs> like smashing glass as, as they hit yeah. the table? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you did you turn into a, a ball of dust and just drift down into the seat and then blow away in the wind? Basically. You know how sometimes you replay conversations in your head? That one I do a lot. <sighs> I mean, that's an amazing... That's an amazing... You see, Dan, that's why I loved Mayor Emanuel so much. <laughs> I don't think we've ever really been able to convey just how how much... As far as I was concerned, Mayor Emanuel was the most important person on the entire internet and the only one that mattered. Well, yeah, that was me. That was me tanking my book sales. For I mean, sure. I mean, for sure. It's an amazing, amazing comment. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. It was an amazing comment. I just, but I you. Can't, I can't. <laughs> but you have a book coming out, Maureen Johnson. I don't, I tried to think of anything I had that was like that, but I, I don't, I don't no. think I have it, Dan. I don't, I don't think, think I many have. people have made deeply inappropriate. The other thing is like, this is, this was, I mean, this was a decade after, but still, you know, to people that were very likely in New York on that day, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I did not know what was going to come out of your mouth. Yeah. But it sure as shit wasn't that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need a moment? I can't. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to come over me in waves. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is just anyway. one of those things that as as you process it, it just. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that somewhere in the annals of like New York publishing and they're like, this is our big collusion room. There's a folder on me and that's the only thing in it. Now, I honestly think Stephen King would have found that funny. Stephen King would have been the only person in that room laughing. (laughs) Uh, I have regrets, Maureen Johnson. Dan, come on. (laughs) How do you think that ended up in your head? That's the truly remarkable thing. I have no idea. I mean, it literally was just completely off the cuff. That's some real monkey paw shit. Like you angered, you angered someone with magical powers. And they said, in an important moment in your life, Dan Singer, <laughs> you will say something perfect, but also perfectly wrong. <laughs> yep. That's me. <laughs> well, then. That's me. I can... I'm excited for your book, though. I think you probably haven't jinxed it. I mean, now I'm afraid of all these Things I have to, I'm just looking over at the board, all the shit I have to record. And I'm like, oh, now some terrible shit going to come out of my mouth where I'm like, 
I mean, it's been 20 years now. <laughs> anyway, Maureen Johnson, moving uh, on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. We have uh, a little bit of mourning to do. Mm. Because slash desk, Donald Trump's blog is no more. How long was it around? Not even a month. Not even a month. I believe it debuted on May 4th. And last week, abruptly, abruptly, the plug was pulled. Not only did he stop publishing, but they took the page down. Not only is Slash Desk, the blog, not available, Slash Desk, the URL, doesn't exist anymore. How much stuff was on there? Quite a bit. He was prolific, if not particularly uh, particularly highly distributed. But he was, he was posting five, six times a day often. Dear Diary. Basically. According to the Washington Post, quote, Trump didn't like that his first attempt was being mocked as a loser. Aww. The Post went on to report that on his last day of publication, the site received just 1,500 shares or comments on Facebook and Twitter. Which is such a, it's just so tiny compared to what he used to get. Oh, yeah. I mean, even compared to just sort of nominal things that happen in the world yeah. or on the internet that is a that is a remarkably no, low number I, it doesn't happen often but i have gotten 1500 more shares on things sure i think i did Without this week yeah oh easily easily so yeah so it's it's i mean <laughs> that is that is such a tiny reach for the former president of the United States. A guy who had his grip all, his, his sweaty paws all over. Everything. Everything. According to Trump spokesperson, Jason Miller. Florida man, Jason Miller. Yeah. Who I swear still last seen breaking into an alligator ranch. Jason Miller, remarkably terrible person. Mm. Remarkably terrible person. Uh, just lost a defamation lawsuit, I think, against Gawker, which doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, it's tough. Although I felt like there was a little glimpse that they might be coming back. They are in some in some new Gawker form. They are coming back. But yeah, I think he just lost a lost a suit against them because what they were saying was true. Anyway, Jason Miller, who last month touted slash desk as, quote, a beacon of freedom explains mm. that actually it was, quote, just auxiliary to the broader efforts we have and are working on. Uh, he's got a live journal page? You never know. You never know. I like the idea that if you are not ready to announce something, mm. still just take the other thing down. Yep. And say, well, something better's coming. We're, like, we're, we're, this, it's not what even, it's not even what we meant to do. It's not even like, that doesn't even matter. That's not even what we meant. That that's not even a thing. That wasn't even our real. That wasn't like we didn't even mean that. What desk? I don't like. We were. I feel like something is like so much better than that, guys. 
So you might ask yourself, well, what are those broader efforts, Maureen? I guess I could ask that. The Wall Street Journal has reported that Trump has engaged in talks with platforms like Clout Hub and Free Space. What? What are those? I don't know. They both sound like uh, the names of social networks that are named on sitcoms. It is. The first one sort of sounds like it might be some kind of pharmaceutical. Like uh, all of them would be the dad in like a Disney Channel teen. Are you on the Clout Hub again? Do you fart a lot? Try Clout Hub. Are you on free space? Get off that free space. Come to dinner. What the fuck is free space? Anyway, the Wall Street Journal reports that Cloud Hub and Free Space oh boy, are engaged it's... with talks. The Trump is not looking for equity in the companies, but is looking for a licensing fee if he decides to join. What about Frank? What about that My Pillow guy thing? A remarkably does not seem to be in Trump's, despite the fact that he clearly has his ear on everything. Well, that's not. That's the open, that's the social network that you can join that is literally just Mike Lindell. Yeah, it's just his live streams. It's and just blogs. his live streams. So you could post on it, except you can't because you can only watch Mike Lindell live streams. Yes. Yeah. You know, who wouldn't want that? Because apparently he doesn't know what social, like what a network is. I don't, I don't know anything. Well, he sure don't know as much as these excellent Techies. I feel like kids say. Trump is two weeks away from selling slap chops on QVC. Basically. Well, and he's going to have to because the day after Slash Desk went away, Facebook announced that they will continue to keep Trump off the platform for at least two years. They will revisit the decision in 2023. Wow. So. He's going to be looking, but one place he could look, Maureen, Mm -hmm. is where Dojo ended up this week, because Dojo is on Cameo. This, (laughs) this I can't, Dan. (laughs) For just $500, (laughs) which seems like a lot. Uh, cameo-wise, Dojo will record uh, anything you want, although it does seem that, uh, at least according to his examples, which I forced myself to watch this morning, you oh, Dan. they are all uh, happy birthdays. The very first one of which is a happy birthday to a 16-year-old girl. And can you imagine anything fucking worse than waking up On your sweet 16, your parents are like, we got you a celebrity. And then it's Dojo with his like puffy coke eyes being like, hey, happy sweet 16. Yeah, I I kill animals for fun. I got a girlfriend. Yeah, I got a girlfriend. My dad doesn't love me. My, My brother's okay. He drinks a lot of chocolate milk and eats mice. And I don't know. I got some sisters, I guess. Anyway. Surf's up. That one, by the end of it, he is like, 
Well, you know, they told me not to tell you that you're their favorite, but <laughs> yeah, you're their no, you're not their favorite. What? He just sort of does a little riff. Mm, where don't improvise, Dojo. Yeah, he's he's trying to riff on the idea that perhaps this person receiving Dojo's cameo is the favorite child of the people that gave it, but then he also doesn't really want to let them know that they're their favorite child. Sounds like it. a lot of Dojo. A dojo issues come up in a dojo cameo. That seems like a well, that's a nice thing to get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I gave my 16 year old a vaccine shot in an abandoned Kmart. And I think that was a better gift than than dojo. What do you think? What do you think he's spending his five hundred dollars on? Drugs. Drugs. Decals for his car. <laughs> He's saving up for a sweet spoiler. Yeah. For the back of his car. <laughs> it's going to look so cool, man. It's going to look so red. It's going to look amazing. <laughs> so 500 bucks to get him to do it. You can. He'll DM you for only 20 bucks. <laughs> $19.99 to get a DM from Dojo. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I almost threw up for a second. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. There were there was one set that he recorded in what appeared to be some sort of mountain cabin. And the TV was on behind him. And it looked like he was watching some kind of Western adventure from the 80s. Mm. Like everyone had the kind of puffy 80s hair stuff and the titles were slightly cut off, but they were clearly like 80s TV titles. At Walker, Texas Ranger, maybe probably, something like that. Yeah. Probably a walk. He had Walker, Texas. He was probably like, I'll put this on so I look tough. Like Chuck Norris. He would have been useful on September 11th. <laughs> Chuck Norris would have. Five minutes. He always knows those planes five right out minutes of the sky. before everyone else. Not my finest hour, Maureen. I don't also know. Also, my finest I, hour. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> the more I think about it, the better it gets. <laughs> and I'm going to be thinking about it a lot. It's <laughs> good. That's good. Uh, 500 bucks. For a dojo cameo. Also, I'm just putting this out here in the world. Literally nobody in the sound of my voice spend $500 for a dojo cameo. Or $20 for a DM. <laughs> I like that you can't even say that without laughing. I can't. <laughs> the $20 for the DM. Now I'm imagining him just getting being handled like wrinkled grandma $20. Like, here you go. And he's like. Uh, what do I, what do you want me to write? Uh, hey, it's me. <laughs> um, MAGA. Fake news. Hashtag. What the fuck does a DM from him look like? <laughs> I don't want to find out. Is it a cameo DM? Is it a Twitter DM? What is it? How many of those are misfires and they're to his dealer? <sighs> Rudy's not on Cameo. No, I checked. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, you still got Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen's only 100 bucks for a recording. 
And I bet he's not doing many now. Anyway, Maureen Johnson. Yeah. Donald Trump did, despite packing up slash desk. Yep. He did reemerge in another form this week in the restart, promised restart of rallies, speaking at a North Carolina Republican convention to about 1,500 people. It was a greatest hits of his greatest grievances, sort of a 90-minute shitty stand-up routine. And the biggest bit of news that seemed to come out of it was whether or not his pants were on backwards. Yeah, I tried to ignore this whole thing as much as possible. Yeah. I listened to about eight seconds of him talking. Because oh, he, wow. That's eight seconds more than I did. Yeah, because people said he sounded very sluggish. Okay. He did. He sounded kind of a little bit like that. You yeah. know, there wasn't the old, the, the, the fire wasn't there. Yeah. The thrill is gone. The thrill is gone, baby. And, um, but yeah, the pants, Dan, so much talk about the pants. It's not his first pair of ill-fitting pants. In fact, because his pants at this occasion, uh, popped up a thread of mine about Do not say his pants popped up. I did. That was accidental. Ah. See, this is the problem with my mouth. Hi. Oh boy. Did someone call my name? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, Amy Carter. Shue, we were discussing Donald Trump's pants, uh, not like Joe Biden's. Uh, now we're talking. Well, I've seen that pants popping. You know what I'm talking about? Oof, pants are popping. Mm. You can't stop the pants from popping. Pop those pants. Amy Carter, shoe. Your man was on vacation in Delaware this weekend. Yeah, he was. He's getting That's- some taffy. Yeah, he was. He was in. What's the? I I pronounced the. I butchered the name. Rehoboth. It's not that hard. Home of his very favorite saltwater taffy. Uh, Stretchy. Oof. The hotter it gets, the more it stretch. (laughs) And it's been real hot out east, hasn't it? Oh, it sure has. It's sweaty out here. He's going to be wearing shorts soon. Oh. You know know my man has shorts. He wears short shorts. (laughs) Joe wears short shorts. His shorts are so short. Best time of the year for yours truly. Got the best view. Straight up. (laughs) Oof. That's right. Hmm. Hmm. He catches in the wind by the ocean. Ocean, ocean breeze. breeze. Well, goodbye. All right, goodbye. I don't want to talk about these pants. Well, that's fine, because what I want to talk about, Maureen Johnson, mm. is the fact that this man has become so diminished that did you know a month ago he moved from Mar-a-Lago to his New Jersey club in Bedminster. No. I didn't either. And I looked it up. And he moved to Bedminster at the beginning of May. What? Well, I there was some activity down in Florida about how they would potentially 
if he needed to be taken into custody or something, what they were like, they having a plan in place. Do you think it has something to do with that? No, it has to do with the fact that it's somewhere uh, in Florida. Yeah. Mar-a-Lago is a winter club, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's if you anyone who's anyone does not go to Palm Beach in the summer. So what he poor throughout um, throughout his whole presidency, you know, Bedminster was his summer retreat and Mar-a-Lago was his winter retreat. So they made the switch, but it just there's no uh, no fanfare, no anything. And it's been that way for a while. And in fact, the New York Times uh, this week had an article. Not only is he in Bedminster, but Maureen Johnson, he is commuting at least once a week to Trump Tower in your fair city of New York. Oh, great. And he is going there seemingly with very little fanfare, with very little traffic disruption. He's just... just just a man alone. No one gives has to take a lift. <laughs> Do you think he knows how to drive? No. No, not at all. I don't think so either. In fact, uh, Joe Biden's vacation in, how do you pronounce that in town? Rehoboth. Rehoboth. Delaware. He and Jill, It was, I think it was for Jill's birthday, they went bike riding. And I thought to myself, I tried to picture... Donald Trump and Melania riding bikes. She probably has a Peloton, which she angrily rides for three hours every morning. That's true. I can see that. But out in the world, it's like imagining a dog in a pair of pants. (laughs) It's all about the pants. It all comes back to the pants. It does. But uh, the New York Times had a very nice little portrait, painted a little portrait of this newly diminished Northeastern Donald Trump. Give it to me. Opens Donald J. Trump, the former president of the United States, commutes to New York City from his New Jersey golf club to work out of his office in Trump Tower at least once a week, slipping in and out of Manhattan without attracting much attention. The place isn't as he left it. Many of his longtime employees are gone. So are most of the family members who once worked there with him and some of the fixtures of the place, like his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, who has since turned on him. Mr. Trump works there mostly alone with two assistants and a few body men. His political operation has also dwindled to a ragtag team of former advisors who are still on his payroll, reminiscent of the bare bones cast of characters that helped lift a political neophyte to his unlikely victory in 2016. Most of them go days or weeks without interacting with Mr. Trump in person. Now, Dan, I have an important question here. Yeah. What the fuck does this work look like? (laughs) It's a good question. This is a man who writes notes with a goddamn Sharpie and can't read. So what is he doing? Uh, He can't tweet. He doesn't have slash desk. No, he has no coverage. No one gives a shit that he's there. So what's he doing? He's just on the phone getting gassed up by Mike Lindell, I would guess. That's what work is. Just talking to Rudy and Mike. (laughs) Did you see the video of Rudy caught in the rain yesterday? No. Typing on his phone while mouthing the words he was typing? No. It's amazing. Well, did he text you? He did not. I'm, 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 I'm on a dead number, I think. Oh, well, because I think my phone is in federal custody now. 
I mean, I think that there's, it's not a non-zero, it's a. Oh, I'm sure that the phone that I was texting is in federal custody. Who is Dan Sinker? (laughs) Well, I don't think, I think I only said my name once. I used a different phone number every time. So. So there's some, there's some poor FBI person who's like trying to track down who this person is. (laughs) What are all these phone numbers? I did. It was a real sign of of the changing of the guards, Maureen. I allowed my burner subscription to downgrade from three anonymous lines a month to one. Oh, boy. Things change. There was a height at one point where I not only had the three line subscription, but I was also paying for some one offs just to keep it going. Dan. Do you miss them? No. No, me either. No, not at all. There has been some news today about Rudy. I gotta turn on. I gotta turn on this fan. It's hot here in New York City, Dan. It was so hot yesterday. I almost passed up on the passed out on the street, and or almost threw out threw up into a hot garbage can. That's how hot now it that's was. That's New York living. Both it those things. It was insanely. I don't know why it felt as hot as it did. It was one of those th- days that feels so hot that you can't quite understand how. It can feel that hot. Yeah. I have felt that way in New York City. And then I've gone into the subway and it's Mm. like a whole nother level. Oh, you don't go down there. You just I remember standing there and going, this is what it actually feels like to be a roasting turkey. Yeah, it's very hot. Yeah. And it's every it's a it's a surround sound heat. Oh, yeah. You can't. There are no cool. There's no. Yeah, it's like being in a convection oven. Yeah. And I I remember at the time somebody explained to me that um, part of the reason the subways are so, so, so bad is because um, the braking generates heat as well. So that it it makes it extra hot because the subways themselves are basically creating heat above and beyond the actual air temperature. I I guess it's been... I guess I was, you know, sometimes I don't even take the subway that often because I walk. Sure. Anywhere I can walk, I do walk. Yeah. Which includes some places that are like farther than you would imagine somebody walking. Yeah. All the way across town. I'm like, I can do it. Um, I guess early last year was probably the last time I was on a a subway. So it's been probably like a year and a half since I have experienced that particular. Definitely my Metro cards are dead. (laughs) <laughs> I probably put 20 bucks on a Metro card that is now, you know. That's I don't know. your gift to the MTA. I don't know where those cards are at, but I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to have to buy a new one if they still exist. People have been taking the subway throughout all of this. And now in the summer, once you're on the car, frosty. Yeah. Unless you end up with the, like a dud hot car. <laughs> those are the worst. Whew. You don't want to be on the hot car. No. But yeah, I forgot the, the subway sweats. They are bad. You don't put on makeup or anything, Dan. It just dribbles off your face. It's just The thing that is wild to me is, is Chicago has a subway system, but the heat in the subways in New York is, it is like you're tapped into the underworld. I'm sure, I'm sure you could cook something down there. It's like it's like back in the 1890s or whenever they it was like that one of those like, oh, they dug that they dug that tunnel too deep. It's just sort of like the pits of hell. 
the sealed off G train corridor that actually leads straight down to hell. You know, there's a very large confluence of subways right by Trump Tower at Columbus Circle. It's yeah. many lines come together at 59th Street there. And so clouds of this hot subway stink puff up right in front of Trump Tower. Mm. I like to imagine just hot subway garbage smells and him slinking in. That reminds me, Maureen Johnson. Mm? You have an important election coming up in just low more two weeks, How? I believe. Dan, two look weeks at this. from today. Two Do weeks you- as we record. Do you see this? Oh, she's showing me the NYC votes ranked choice voter guide I got a right whole there. Booklet. You're ready. Dan, I gotta I gotta I gotta learn all these people running for comptroller. No one knows what a comptroller is. Four page, five, six pages of people running for comp, comptroller. Eight pages of people running for comptroller. Then we got. Well, I can help your mayoral decisions a little bit more, because in fact, let's look here. New York mayors were asked what their favorite subway station was. Okay. Andrew Yang, Times Square. Now that's one you don't want to be on on a summer's day. Because that is that is the junction from hell. Truly. Yeah. That's rough. It's basically every line goes through there, right? Did I? Who? I don't. There's somebody running for mayor called Paperboy Love Prince. Wow. There you go. His His third top issue is spreading love and saving humanity. What are his? If that's his third, what are his first two? His statement. Ha ha, paper, yeah, I'm an artist, activist, and athlete with the mission of raising the collective consciousness of the city. Our goal is to spread the most love in human history. Now more than ever, people need love. You've seen the effects of serious politicians who only look at you as a worker for the economy instead of as a person with hopes and dreams. Let's give this city back to the people with love. Wow. So I am I am overlooking this. You uh, for says Whovians. So she, her voter guide is like a uh, it's giant newsprint magazine. Well, yeah. how many pages is that? That looks like it's like 30 something. Well, 40 something. You can flip it over and it's in Spanish as well. So okay. it's, it's one of those reverse it's double reverse double thickness Spanish. due to the fact that it's bilingual. Uh, but, it looks like it's. 45 pages. 45 pages. On each side. So, so it's, 90 pages it's total. 90 pages, yeah. Yeah. And each mayor, there's a photo. Mm. Each, every candidate. And, and there's like a little paragraph written by them. Mm-hmm. That's actually really cool. Yep. You get a whole, you have a little sample ballot page that you can mark all your choices and rip it. So Look I can remember who I want for fucking comptroller and put it in there. How, how explaining ranked choice. They're trying to teach it to us by, t- like, like, imagine when you want a certain type of bagel. Some of these people I'd never even heard of, which is amazing, considering all my what? phone, all my phone does, Dan, is ping me with text. Like, somehow the Yang gang got everybody's phone numbers. Like, hey! Somehow. I'm all... Maureen Johnson. God damn it. I believe that. Five 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 seven five twenty two. Ping. Yeah. Hey Maureen, you want to talk about math? 
He has a he has a wild laugh. That man. I don't know who's gonna win, Mayor Dan. Uh, Yang is no longer He's way in front. Runner. No, it appears to be uh gonna be a tight race. I think that it's is it Carolyn Garcia that's up top now. Look at my giant giant yes. book. Maybe Eric Adams has kind of gone up. All right. I don't know. As soon as it became a race that didn't involve great uh, pleasure in trolling you about it, I stopped caring. No, now now the city itself kind of trolls me, but it is a fairly useful book. Yeah, that's amazing. That is a so. really, really excellent little situation there. Yeah, it's an excellent situation we're in here in New York, Dan. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. <laughs> I got you. No, it's well, great. We're all Maury enjoying it. Johnson. Yeah. I'm wrapping up this episode by once again mentioning that you have a book out coming out next week, Tuesday. We have a time 15th. for the Discord on the Says Who Discord, the private group thing. Yeah, hype it. It's going to be on the 20th of June at 4.30 p.m. And if you can't make it, I think it will be recorded for group so members. So this is exclusive for says Whovians. Yep. Box in the Woods book talk. Yep. With you. Yep. God damn. On Discord. Just for you guys. On the fan run says who Discord, which is at tinyurl.com slash says who Discord. Moreover, uh, Emily, who helps run the Discord, when I was, I asked her, you know, when would it be good to schedule? She had this program set up that everybody could fill in blanks of what their best times were. And then I wow. got a grid, a colored grid of all of the, the best times. And I was like, oh, you just, you want to run my life for me? <laughs> that Discord don't mess. That, that Discord is... is incredibly well organized. Oh, yeah. Tinyurl.com slash says who Discord. What was the date? Of that book group again? Sunday, I almost said January, Sunday, June 20th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. Awesome. See you there. And also, Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday, if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, you get a whole other me and Maureen in your ears talking about stuff and things. And this coming Sunday, we talk about the box in the woods. Yep. And Even then more. A lot of ragging on an Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, yeah. It's most it's mostly talking shit about Encyclopedia Brown. It sure is. That is exclusive for our five and ten dollar a month backers at patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard, and I can pretty much guarantee there is going to be a whole lot of Box in the Woods talk over there as well. But the official... Box in the Woods for Says Whovians discussion is happening at the Fan Run Discord server. That is at tinyurl.com slash says who discord Sunday the 20th, 
4.30 Eastern. That's yep. what you said, right? Yep. 4.30 Eastern. Be there. Just be there. And be there. Just be there. You can spread the word. Subscribe. You can leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That goes especially true if you are one of the listeners in Slovakia or Colombia, where we rank in the top 30 for some reason in both countries. Thank you for listening. Leave stars and reviews. Also, I'm just I'm just sliding in here. Yeah. You might get a little extra bonus uh, something in the says who feed this week. Keep your eyes open for That's something true. special. A little mysterious something. Yeah, you make an extra bonus podcast this week in the normal feed. It's true. That is a true statement. And in, But after that, you can join us next Wednesday, June 16th, the day after Maureen's book comes out. What could possibly go wrong? God damn it, Dan. I just mean in terms of our episode coming out, because you're going to be very busy. I do have a number of things going on that day, I but bet. it's fine. Well, we'll see. We will see probably, maybe, next Wednesday, June 16th. For our next episode, The Box and Woods comes out the day before that, June 15th. And from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from a pile of heart garbage in New York City, I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. But he used him on September 11th. It's just amazing.